Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to your favorite show. It's your show, Think Piecing. And I'm your host, Grace Hancock. How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? How's everybody's week? Um, I forgot to mention last week that last week's episode, this week's episode? No, okay, calendars. Last week's episode came out on 11-11. A very exciting time, a very great numerology day, 11-11-2020. It's very exciting. Um, I... You know, it's interesting. We talk a lot about self-care on the show and it's interesting because I talk about it so much because can you hear that by the way? Can you guys all hear my chair? Squeaker, squeaker, squeak, squeak, squeaking. Um, we talk, you know, cause I haven't figured it out. You know, I, I focus on it so much cause I'm also trying to up my self-care game um, as I grow older and more decrepit and, uh, and more aware of all of my faults and lacking in that arena. <laughs> so it was interesting that 1111 is um, like the magic number of like manifesting um, and the law of attraction and all that fun stuff. And I was so, so ill that day. It was unbelievable. I was 18 episodes of The Office ill. Yes, I watched 18 episodes of The Office um, in a row, in a row, could not get off the couch. Uh, so some highs and high highs and lows there. Uh, Melora Hardin, I'm obsessed with her. Like she hot, right? She hot. Um, but I was so sick. So it's just an interesting lesson because, you know, if you don't take care of yourself, sometimes your body's like, all right, well, I'm going to take care of you. And uh, by that, I mean, you will not be leaving the couch. Um, I was not sick. I do not have COVID. Uh, I've been getting tested very, very regularly. And it wasn't even like flu or anything like that. The thing was I got acupuncture for the first time that morning for the first time in a very long time. And I say this sometimes, well, I say this all the time, but I say this to my Reiki clients as well, because sometimes when you have not done anything on that level of like health or wellness or energy, whatever you want to call it, sometimes your body's like, whoa, and you are like essentially have really severe symptoms of detox. Um, and I have not done acupuncture for a very, very long time. So I had the worst symptoms, which is very indicative of how badly I needed it. So I was at the same time, I was like, what's happening to me? I was also like, all right, I probably needed this. And you know, the next day I was almost back to hundred percent and I've been getting better every day, but it's just interesting that on that very magical day, my body was like, you need to calm the fuck down. And I was like, all right, fine. Um, so that's what I did, which is always hard for me, as you guys know. Um, I'm also, I'm a chaotic sign, you know what I mean? I'm a Gemini, Gemini, and I'm a fidgety motherfucker. So it's really, really hard for me to relax and enjoy life and uh, just not be insanely ADHD. So, you know, there I learned, lesson learned, you know? And, and part of November, well, a big part of November, I'm hoping, and I'm feeling pretty good. Like today, you know, we're about midway, a little more than midway. I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm not feeling great about it, but I've definitely made some leaps and bounds and strides trying to get my, uh, my self-care game amped up. I'm also recording this and I'm going to, I just, oh, there's a video component to this and little rats, he was sleeping on mommy's shoulder and it's so cute. I'll post that, I guess. Um, anyway. So that's that. Get acupuncture. Take care of yourselves. Um, I also had a very fun trip at Huntington Gardens with my lovely sister. We had a nice little day there. It's so gorgeous there. And the last time I was there, I saw Tatiana Maslany was sitting next to me. And I was like, oh, shit. 
And this time, no one was sitting next to me because of COVID, which I actually prefer. So that was great. And I also did a very fun, um, very thorough. I just, I can't. This is, I tried to turn on the camera so I could get like footage. And now all I'm doing is just getting distracted by Ratsy. So just me and my element, really. Um, but I did a nice like new moon bath on Saturday with my crystals and my little vegan bath bombs that I'm obsessed with that Ken always gets me because he is <laughs> a champion. And, you know, we're we're on the up and up, kids. We're, we're on the up and up. And, you know, as we continue to move into this better time in the world and as a collective and ourselves and, you know, it's not like on January 1st, everything's going to be fixed. But I also think that, like, it's going to do us all some good to not be literally in 2020 anymore, uh, if you know what I mean. But as we continue to move into this better time everywhere. I just wanted to share a very cute thought with you to sustain you through your day. And this is a true fact and I have no shame, but when I leave the room and I can't take the beans with me, like when I go for a run or something, I play them lullaby music. I do. I I want them to know that mommy's with them in their heart. You'll be in my heart. What is that? Tarzan? I'm going to cut that out. That was stupid. I won't. I'm too lazy. But anyway, (laughs) But when I leave the room and I can't take them with me, especially if they're sleeping, I ask her to play them lullaby music. I say, Alexa, play the beans lullaby music. And she does. And it's pretty sweet. So uh, that's indicative of my level of motherish stuff as we bring in the one and only Amanda McCuga today. I'm very excited. She is just a delight. And I'm so grateful that I got to know her through Josh. And um, now I'm obsessed with her as we all are because hello. So she's the best. And we're going to be bringing her in in a little bit um, virtually, of course, safely, of course, uh, to talk about navigating self-care and pregnancy during quarantine in this crazy year and I'm so excited I'm so obsessed with her she's so wonderful and also quick follow-up to a fan of the show Pete who if anybody is just turning in is just like who the fuck Pete uh, he's been sharing his Dr. Doolittle adventures with us. And um, as a follow-up to his cheetah story, <laughs> I really hope that somebody's listening to this for the first time and is just like, what is happening? Um, but as a follow-up to the cheetah story, we actually, he did not get a good gauge on the softness of the cheetah fur. So, uh, you know, the mystery continues. So let's put some feelers out. Uh, who do we know on the inside who could help us out? Because I want to know. I want to know because it could go either way. It could be like real, real soft, like amazingly soft. Or it could be like really coarse and disgusting like elephants. Elephants are really, really wiry and tough and amazing. And I'm obsessed with them. And I've touched them, which I I don't like the way that sounds, but you get it. Um, so, you know, uh, who, who do we know? What zookeeper do we know? And are they hiring? So anyway, uh, that's pretty much all I have uh, for this little intro here. Uh, I'm going to go grab our friend and it's going to be amazing. (gasps) So without further ado, we have amazing co-host, mom-to-be, designer extraordinaire, all the things. We have Mrs. Amanda McCuga. Hi. Hello. (laughs) How are you? Hi. 
I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. This is so fun. Oh, this is amazing. And just so everybody knows, we are dealing with just the ever so slightest delay. So if one of us just pauses really awkwardly, that would be why we're doing that. So that'll be a fun thing. And I'm so happy to finally have you. And um, yep. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Oh no, I was going to say, you were telling us about the, the slight day. And then I was thinking like, or it could just be that I haven't really socialized in so long that I'm just that socially awkward. Oh no, it's a hundred percent. My sister and I just went to Huntington Garden for the first time in a while because her and Curtis have a membership, which is amazing. And they like check your bag to make sure you didn't Ooh. bring in like a machete or anything. But I was just wearing a fanny pack. And so I thought I needed oh to like God. take off my fanny pack because Dawn had like a little backpack. So they're like going through her backpack and I was like, oh, here, I'll give you my fanny pack. And she was like, oh no, you're fine. And I literally, I wish you could see like, I don't know how else to describe it other than I threw my arms up and spread my legs like star pose and yoga and then just started like hip shaking, <laughs> like celebrating the fanny pack. What the fuck is that? And she literally started laughing and I turned to my sister and I was like, we need to go. And I could never come back here ever again. So I, know. I can't, I can't I be know. around humans anymore. I don't know anymore. how to act in public. <laughs> no, we're all a bunch of like weird, socially awkward teenagers and it's a great time. Um, totally. But it's okay because it's we're all on the same page, and I'm so excited that we're doing this today because exactly. you are my first Preggers guest here on the show. It's a oh very exciting gosh. time. I know. How fun! I know. Not that I know really anything about pregnancy except what I've experienced so far. But I mean, I am here to let it all out, and I, I'm a completely <laughs> open book. So, well, how exactly? <laughs> how far along are you right now? Like today? I mean, not today, but like in general. So, I am 20. Yeah, I'm 25 weeks and four days. So technically I'm, I say 25 weeks until I'm 26 weeks in a couple days, but um, yeah, it's funny. I now, because you have all these apps that tell you like how far along you are and they, they measure your pregnancy through weeks, not months. So every time someone asks me, how far along are you? I say, you know, 24 weeks and how many months is that? And I go, uh, like I fully drop blank because I don't even know months anymore because I've been measuring by weeks. Oh yeah. So I'm like, and I'm not going to do basic uh, edition. I like I don't five-ish know. Five-ish months? <laughs> no, maybe six. Like, so is that your second trimester? Yeah. But before I was pregnant, I would have said the same thing. I know. And it's like, I feel like people do that with kids I'm too. almost to my third. <gasps> I yeah, mean, oh you're like gosh, in the yes. home you're stretch. Like, they're 13 months. I'm like, they're one. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, um, that's cool to me. So I, yes, I'm almost to my third. That's very exciting. Well, I wanted to ask you, because this is something that I love. Like I love just like as a human, but also as an actor, like these really, really high, high, high pivotal life moments, I feel like are just so interesting. And I know that you've always wanted to be a parent and when you found out that you were officially 100% pregnant, like what, what physically, mentally, and emotionally happened to you? Like, did you, did you just like freeze? Were you in disbelief? Did your body get tingly? Like, were you just so overjoyed? Like, what was that moment? Like when you found out? Honestly, it was kind of bizarre. Like, I mean, my husband, Josh and I were trying. I mean, when I say trying, I mean, like we were just doing the huge, like we were being, <laughs> you're just free balling it. <laughs> we were just, yeah, we were just doing it. Um, that term trying is so funny to me, but yes, 
we were, you were raw dogging wanting to be pregnant. Right. Um, <laughs> so I knew that it was a potential outcome. I guess, you know, I've never been, I've always thought I wanted to be a mom, but I never really knew in what, like what exactly that meant. Like I didn't have a timeline set for my life. I wasn't like by the time I'm this age, I want to have three kids or right. I want, you know, I, I just knew like when I met Josh, when we got married, I knew like, I want to have kids with him. I just didn't know exactly when or what that meant. Right. When the pandemic happened, um, we kind of rushed the process. I think not in a bad way, but we kind of just said like, look, we can't control anything in our lives right now. Like, let's just do it. Let's go for it. So we tried for a bit. I just, it's so weird. You know that the outcome of like when, you know, you learn in sex ed, <laughs> like <laughs> that if you do A and B, you make C. Like it, it's, have for some reason, I just never really thought I would be pregnant. I don't know. So even though I knew that it was a potential outcome, when it actually happened and I took the test, I was like, oh my God. Like I, I was definitely surprised. I was very excited. Um, cause I had wanted to be pregnant, but I was also very terrified. Um, because you don't know, you know, you, you, you want it so badly, but then when it, when it happens, all these emotions come rushing and you're like, Oh my God, how am I going to take care of a baby? What is pregnancy going to mean for me? How am I going to feel like all these things you don't think about when you're so consumed by just, I want a baby. I want a baby. Mm -hmm. They all sort of come to like the forefront and you're like, Oh shoot. <laughs> like I'm at, <laughs> this is actually real now. And I have to sort of confront what's about to happen to me. Um, so I sort of felt all the things, but mostly surprised and like completely overjoyed. Um, it was not like, you know, I <clears throat> saw all these like really cute, you know, how to surprise your husband with your pregnancy. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that was not me. I just yelled from the bathroom like, babe. And he's like, oh my God, are you pregnant? Oh shit. Like, Maybe I think so. It's like a real possibility, but the test might be wrong. You know, you never know. Right. So it was not sexy or romantic. It was very much like, oh shoot, we're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like, you're just like, yeah, I imagine. And then, well, I guess do you go and get like a blood test afterwards to make sure to get like a hundred percent positive? <laughs> yes. So we, I had the tests with the lines and I just didn't trust it. I was like, okay, it says pregnant, but like, I need, I need a test that literally says pregnant or not pregnant. Um, so <laughs> right. once I took the digital test that it confirmed I was pregnant, I then did go to the doctor Um to get my blood done. And I was in fact, um, pregnant. Most, a lot of women don't actually have to go to the doctor. Um, you know, you would have just kind of let it ride out and then you go see the doctor at about eight weeks for the first time. But I have a thyroid disorder. So I had to go to the doctor like right away just to test my blood anyway. So right. it worked out for me. It was confirmed that I was in fact pregnant. I know. I feel like I'd be the same way unless I had like three scientists confirming it. I'd be like, no, I don't believe this. <laughs> I obviously this is totally. like a and then all the oh go ahead no that then all the like symptoms start happening and you're like oh wow okay this is what everybody tells you about it's happening so then you're you're it's like your body confirms it in a way where your body's like just in case you you weren't sure we're gonna like let you know and we're gonna make you throw up and get super nauseous oh, and then no. your boobs are gonna be sore 
<laughs> what was the very first thing that you noticed? Was it the nausea or did your titties just get huge? Yeah, my titties were like, actually not even huge right away. They just felt like, like sore. Engorged. Oh, they, yes. They were like harsh. swollen. Yeah. That was the first thing. That was honestly the first symptom that I was like, something like this is not like PMS boob soreness. This mm-hmm. is like something else. Um, and that's actually what prompted me to take the test. Cause I was like, um, my boobs are feeling like real perky today. Yeah. Like <laughs> this is a different perkiness. <laughs> yes. Is, was there ever, did you ever like envision? And obviously I realize like that this is kind of a question that's like for now, because obviously the child has a choice in whatever life journey that they're wanting for themselves. But did you in of this course. moment have any kind of preference and or inkling of what the sex was? So I didn't initially, um, I didn't have any sort of like instincts sex wise. Um, initially I honestly just was so, I, I wasn't, it's not that I was like so nervous that it took over, but I, you know, miss miscarrying is so common mm-hmm. and you just, you know, you don't know there can be complications. It's a very, the first trimester I would say is, is very, um, it's more mental than physical, to be honest. At least it was for me, even though you feel like a little nausea. Um, for me, I didn't throw up, but I did get, I got like afternoon sickness more so than morning. Um, that's on brand. And I was just so, yeah, I was so tired all the time, yeah. but it was more so mental for me. Cause at any moment you're just sort of waiting for something to potentially go wrong or for bleeding or something. So, right. Um, I was more focused on the health and the, you know, whether the pregnancy would be viable than, than the sex at all. Like Mm -hmm. it did not, I didn't care one way or the other. Um, once we got past that first trimester hump where the likelihood of miscarrying was much lower, um, you know, we talked about it a little bit, but again, I didn't really feel, I mean, I come from a family of mostly women. So of course I'm more familiar with girls but, um, boys, you know, I have lots of nieces and nephews and boys are super fun too. So I, I never, you know, so a lot of people would, when they would either meet me or, you know, friends would say, oh, you're such a boy mom. And I never really understood what that meant. Like, okay, I guess. Sure. Like, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> sure. Um, so I, I kind of started convincing myself that it was a boy because everyone would tell me like, I think you're having a boy. I think you're having a boy. Um, but I kind of just let like external, you know, instincts and people to basically tell me what I was having. And then I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) So I did not care one way or the other, but it's funny when you start to get connected to a sex, you do kind of start, you know, preparing for that. So like as much as I, you know, obviously it didn't start purchasing anything before we knew the sex, but I would like look at boy clothes and look at boy things and um, more so than I did girl things. And then right before, probably like two or three weeks before we actually found out the sex, I started experiencing different like side effects. And every time I'd read about them, they'd say like, oh, it's a girl, it's a girl, it's a girl. So then I started getting attached to it being a girl and you just, you kind of, I went both ways, but I knew at the end of the day, I would have been happy as long as my baby was healthy. Right. Of um, and Josh sort of felt the same way until of course we did find out it was a girl and he was like, yes, I wanted a girl. Oh, <laughs> girl dad. So, 
I know. So it's funny. I think he was leaning more towards girl. My instincts towards like the end of my first trimester, just because I, you know, I've been, I've had like horrible teenage acne and they say that, um, girls steal your beauty when you're pregnant with a girl. (laughs) And I definitely feel like she's stolen my beauty. So I was like, well, that makes sense that I am having a girl, but, um, yeah. And uh, well, you are gorgeous. She has not stolen anything. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Uh, well, thank God for masks because I can hide my teenage acne. So it works out for me well. But like, I swear the hair growth on my legs, on my body, not my head. Like, I wish I had these luscious locks. But let me tell you, everyone tells you like, oh, your hair is going to grow because of the prenatals and your skin glows. I'm like, no, that is not happening to me. But I do have a five o'clock shadow on my legs when I shave. So <laughs> there's that. You're like, my beard is great. Thanks so much. Yeah. Yeah. My beard's looking great, but my head hair's thinning. So that's great. Um, well, that's so all very interesting. Yeah. Cause I wanted to ask, cause I know, cause it's like, it's such an interesting time. And I loved what you said that you guys were like, Hey, look how this year has totally taught us that we cannot control jack shit. Like, let's just go for it with open arms. Like I love that mindset and that attitude so much and wellness, especially I feel like in this country, especially during this time, and then especially under Trump, and then especially in 2020, it's just, I mean, it's relentless. Like it's just been Mm -hmm. one thing after the other. So it's already such like a vast undertaking. So then on top of that, and like you said, especially in that first trimester, when you're just kind of like hoping to not see or feel or sense anything weird, it's like, how did you, as somebody who already takes really good care of herself, like how did you continue? How are you evolving your self-care routine now that you're literally creating life inside of you? Like, is it easier now because you're more like, did it give you a little bit more of that excuse? Cause I know for me, sometimes if I quote unquote am taking care of myself because of the way I was raised and a myriad of other reasons, like I feel guilty. Like I can't always enjoy it. Like, do you feel that having that second life inside of you has given you more like motivation to relax? Like how has that whole self-care and wellness journey evolved for you? I definitely feel like it has been um, easier for me to, maybe not easier, but I definitely am more motivated to take care of myself um, than I was before. Cause I would kind of just let, I mean, I've always been a a health conscious person, um, but I would kind of, it was easier before when I wasn't pregnant, I would, you know, there'd be days that I might skip or I might choose to like eat, eat crappy one day or, you know, not work out the next day or whatever. There were always, I I could always make an excuse basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas now I am so consumed at all times uh, with, (laughs) with the health of my, my unborn child. So I am so much more conscious of what I can be doing to not only strengthen myself for a successful labor, but like, what are some things that I should be doing to, um, you know, I have very little control. I'm literally just like a vessel for this little alien thing that's in <laughs> me right now. But you're going to love I, your tarot read, by the way. It's like bananas because <laughs> so I already pulled it for you. And like, you're going to shit your pants. <gasps> oh, my God. I can't wait. I know. Me too. Um, but anyway, go ahead. So, yeah, I'm way more conscious and aware and just in tune. Honestly, I'd say I'm more in tune with my body um, being pregnant because I'm more, 
I don't want to say like interested, but it, I am. I'm definitely more interested in the mechanics of my body sure. because I'm watching my, I'm literally watching it. Like I'm watching not only my belly expand, but I'm just, I, I want to do all the things that will, that will make it an easier and more successful labor for me and the baby. So I'm, I've started all of those things throughout this pregnancy um, just to be like super in tune with my body and what's going on. And, um, you know, there's so much information out there for women, for pregnant women, for, you know, right. that sometimes it becomes so overwhelming. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of taken this, this road of like, I'm not going to overread and over stimulate myself with so much information. I'm just going to listen to what my body needs. Um, oh, God, I love that. And that's kind of what I've been doing, but I am definitely more, uh, I'm definitely better about my health and taking care of myself now than I was before. Cause I'm actually, I feel like I'm not even doing it for me. I'm doing it for her. Oh yeah. I mean, that makes so much sense. And I love, I mean, that's a lesson that all of us pregnant or, or, or not can, can definitely be learning from is just like that intentional, like on a day-to-day basis, does that just look like being really in tune with your body and just like eating really intentionally or working out intentionally, like basically just feeling out what feels right for you on a day-to-day basis? Yes. And also just learning, like, I will say, I don't think I appreciated my body before I became pregnant. I don't think I, I really appreciated everything that it could do. You know, I would get so frustrated with myself if I like, hurt my back one day, or if I had a, you know, headache, or if I, you know, fluctuated in, in weight five pounds and right felt like my body was sabotaging me, <laughs> you know, right. I, I just didn't, I almost would fight with myself, uh, you know, when it came to my body and I would, I would shame myself for food mm-hmm. and for gaining a couple pounds or for being bloated or whatever. And now I, I just, I don't do it at all because I feel like clearly what my body is doing is, is it's working for me right now. You know, I've had a very successful, somewhat easy pregnancy. I've been very lucky that way. And I know not every woman experiences that. So I feel like, you know what, my body, I actually was more surprised to be honest that I've gotten this far feeling pretty good in my pregnancy because I've always just thought my body like wanted to attack itself. So being that I am pregnant and going into my third trimester soon, I, I actually have learned to appreciate and sort of honor my body even more now being pregnant because I'm like, wow, it's really doing like, I'm, I'm not doing anything really. It's doing (laughs) It's my body is doing so much work on its own and I'm just kind of sitting back and ch- and chilling. <laughs> I'm like, I love that. I mean, it's so cool too. And it's such a lesson that we have to like, I feel like, especially as women, like we're so conditioned to hate our body. It's like, do you not have a six pack? Do you have saddlebags? Do you have cellulite? Are you too pale? Is your skin shitty? Like, are you too hairy? Like all the messaging that we receive all of our lives is what's wrong with our body as opposed to the opposite, which is like, oh, look at how amazing it is. Like, look at how it protects me. Look at what it can do when I'm literally just sitting here and it's like stitching together a human. So I love that so much because I feel like I had like a, like I had a, I 
for the past like five years, every time I go to like the gynecologist, they're like, oh yeah, you have precancer in your uh, cervix. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's super great. Love it. And then this year is the first year in literally five years that like all my stuff came back like clean and totally normal. And I like completely burst into tears sobbing. I was like, oh my God. And I literally said to Ken and to my sister who I told, I was like, I will never say another mean thing about my body ever again. Like, look at what she did. Like, it's amazing how it takes these really drastic things. Sometimes I feel like, especially for women to just like love our vessels unconditionally and like appreciate it the way that it should be appreciated. I love that. Totally. I think we, I think we do. I mean, like you, exactly like you said, I think that women fight against almost fight against ourselves. Yeah. Because we, we either can't accept that our bodies will work with us because we come, we do this, you know, comparison thing where it's like, well, she looks healthier and she, she has better skin than me. So she must be eating differently or she might, you know, right. Whatever it is, but you sort of all, you know, you also realize like, okay, part of it is my DNA too. Like I'm not going to fight my weight gain through pregnancy. Right. Because my body is going to do what it needs to do genetically. Like my DNA is not going to allow me to ever be 110 pounds regardless. I right. help in a healthy way. I just can't. So it's like, I kind of just relinquished the control of my body and said like, okay, I'm just going to allow it to do what it needs to do. And I will support it to where I eat, you know, I make healthy choices yeah. with my food and things like that. Um, to, to like, you know, support this journey basically. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it is, I think once you sort of stop fighting it and you just accept that, like, okay, my body is actually like, I have to honor her in a way. And I've, I've been where you, I mean, I've totally been where you are. I've had the same like abnormal cancerous cells in my cervix. And I've, I had surgery years ago and even through my pregnancy, my doctor was like, well, you still have, you know, slight abnormal cells, but you can still have a vaginal birth and you can still do all these things and it won't affect, you know, and those are the things you're like, oh my God, it actually like your body will still work to heal itself and grow a baby. It's it's like, yeah, it's like incredible it's weird. Yeah. It's like the most weird and wonderful thing. And I don't think, you know, I, th- I definitely thought before I was pregnant that I would be this, <clears throat> this woman who like, really embraced pregnancy in a way of feeling like this is, you know, a miracle. And, and I don't know, I thought I would just, I thought I would sort of process pregnancy differently than I have. And I haven't, I I certainly haven't hated it. I do love being pregnant, but it's definitely more mental and emotional for me than it is physical which is not what I expected at all for, for myself. Yeah. That's really interesting. I feel like a lot of stuff is like that too. Like when we put stuff on like this, you know, someday kind of stuff, like we envision it. And then when it happens, it's so different and it's so interesting how, how uh, it, we process it differently than we thought we would. And I also, totally. I, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I know I, I even like surprise myself sometimes. Cause I just always thought like, I'm such a girly girl and I'm just going to love being pregnant. I always wanted to have, you know, have a family and have a baby and whatever. But when it happens, you're like, Oh wow, this is not just, I mean, it certainly is 
a miracle, but at the same time, I'm like, well, it's miraculous, but at this, but I'm also like, my body's doing the work. So you're like coasting. <laughs> I'm like, it's also like kind of science too, because my body is doing this thing. Like it is, it's just, yeah, I feel, honestly, I feel the most relaxed that I probably have ever been in my life. That's amazing. Which is very, very strange for me, especially in a pandemic with all the things that have happened this year. I feel very calm for some reason and very relaxed about it. I mean, ask me in three months and I might be freaking out. (laughs) Right now I I feel super chill. I feel like that's, I mean, that's best case scenario (laughs) for any, you know, season of life is to just be enjoying it and relax. And I wanted to ask, you know, and again, I just, as a disclaimer, I did clear this question with Amanda because I'm not just like an asshole who's like, tell me about your vagina. (laughs) But like, what does a birth plan look like during a pandemic? Like, what are the, like, are you going to be in a mask? Like, are you like, can Josh be there? Like, are you going to get pain meds? Like, give me the dirty. Okay. So from what I know as of now, and granted, these things seem to be changing a lot with how there's you know, a spike in cases and things like that. So I have no idea what it'll be like come February. I'm hoping it'll be much kind of, it'll calm down by then, but I'm sort of just expecting it to be the the way it is now. Um, and that is <clears throat> Josh cannot come to my appointments, which is Whoa. very sad, but <clears throat> at the same time, it's funny. I've had a lot of people say like, Oh, that must be so hard and it's devastating. And Yes, it is sad that he doesn't get to come to my, you know, to all of my appointments. However, we don't know any different. So it feels very normal for us. Like right. I feel actually less stressed about it because it's our first child. We have nothing, you know, we don't know any different. So it feels just normal. Like this is, mm-hmm. I think that we would be, it would actually like, if we have another baby, it would be like super exciting that he does get to call, come because you know, we've experienced it this way, but as of now, he doesn't attend my appointments. I FaceTime him in. Oh, if we're doing like an ultrasound or something. And then with the hospital, you can have your partner. So um, whoever that, that partner is can be there throughout labor delivery. And then post when you're like recovering. And then you can also have, one additional person just for labor and delivery. So that person can be either like a doula, a midwife, um, you know, your mom, your sister, your like whoever you would want in there. Um, And, but after, as soon as you labor and the baby is born, they, that person has to leave and your partner can stay. So Josh and I have kind of decided that I think we just are going to keep it the two of us. I feel like I don't want that many, you know, there's already enough cooks in the kitchen with nurses and doctors and all of that. Um, I was in the room for the birth of my nieces and nephews. So um, that is something that I would love my sisters to be a part of because it's almost like you have a cheer team that's like cheering you on. And I'm super close with my sisters Um, and they've done it before. So they know sort of how to guide me. Um, But it's just too hard. You know, you can't have that many people in the room. And at the same time, Josh is such a hands-on husband (laughs) that he does, you know, he does have a way of calming me down and I feel very safe with him and very comfortable. And so in a way I sort of, 
I sort of like just that it's the two of us. And then we can kind of have that moment together once she's born. And yeah, um, I don't feel the need to have like additional support there other than the nurses and doctors and my husband. And let's face it, Josh may be a complete wreck. And so I might have to calm him down, to be honest. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I am fully just putting my trust in the doctors and nurses, because let's face it, they do this all day long. They know way more about childbirth, labor, all of that than I do. And then Josh and that Josh does. So I'm like, I have, I'm not going to walk in there saying, you know, asking with this grand birth plan, because truly I don't know anything about other than I want the baby out, I, I'm like the last person that should be telling them what to do. So <laughs> I like, a uh, of, hi, uh, pull it out. And uh, that's yeah, about it. I, Thank you. Yeah. I had a friend who, who was like, so what's your birth plan? And you should definitely print it out and make sure you bring it to the hospital. I'm like, what? I have to print something? Like, <laughs> I, like I, I just don't want showed homework. up when it was time and told them to get her out safely. Like keep us both alive, get her out however you need to. But right. um, I know that, some, you know, I, I think most hospitals or doctors um, will ask you what your birth plan is. And that is just like, do you want an epidural? Do you want like skin to skin? Do you want, you know, vaginal or C-section? And um, depending on, you know, if you've had other kids before and you've done cesarean, Mm -hmm. I know that that like changes things. But um, for me, my birth plan is to show up with my husband at the hospital and tell them to get the baby out safely. <laughs> and that, yes, I probably want the drugs. But to be honest, I want to be able to experience it. I don't want to just say like, I'm absolutely 100% getting an epidural. Let's face it, I probably will. But I but like you're want, open to what, yeah, you're open to, totally. let's see. I do want to, yes, I want to feel what I need to feel. And then I'll make that decision. Now I won't be one to make it last minute. Like once I start feeling those contractions, I'll probably be like, all right, I experienced it. And you can now give me the drug. <laughs> you just put up your arm. You're just like, and pump it up. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I'm very relaxed and very chill about it that I'm sort of like, I'm just going to show up and the doctors and nurses are going to tell me what to do. And I will do that. You're like um, a dream patient. Feel- Well, I mean, that's the thing too, is, you know, I have talked to a few nurses and they've said that they actually hate when, when women come in with this like huge plan, because not only does it set the, the pregnant woman up for failure and room for error, it really steps on the toes of what these nurses do day in and day out. It's like almost offensive because they're like, no, we, we want to save your life. We want to save your baby's life. We're going to do the best we can to keep it a very safe and easy pregnancy and labor. Like, yeah, I, I can so totally I understand just, that. I would never want to do that. I know that some nurses and doctors and hospitals probably have their own, you know, everyone has their own preference. But for me personally, I just feel like, you know, I, I want to get her out safely and, I also, you know, want a safe and healthy labor. So um, I am going to do my part leading up to that. And then the doctors and nurses will do their part in in the room. So I'm just very, I'm very trusting that way in our um, medical system, I guess. (laughs) You know, the the hospital that that I will be giving birth is 
known for being a really great hospital. So yeah, I just, I trust medical professionals to do what they're supposed to do. And of course there's certain things that I feel strongly about, like, you know, skin to skin. I'd like, you know, Mm. I'd like to do that and probably do an epidural, but I just, I don't feel strongly about having like a really firm set birth plan because I think I'll just be disappointed if it doesn't go the way I plan. Yeah. And I am such a planner. And I think what this year has taught me, not only with pregnancy, but just in life in general. (laughs) So the universe is like, uh, what to do list? I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. You just can't, you know, there's, there's few things that you can plan for anymore. So, you know, all you can do is control what you, what you can control. And then beyond that, like, yeah, of course. Well, what are you just as like, this is always something that I'm, that I ask all my friends who have like babies, like before or after, like, what are you, what are you just, and just like first thing that comes to mind, what are you dreading the most? And what are you looking forward to the most? Ooh, okay. I'm looking forward to just having her here um, and meeting her. That's what fair. I'm probably looking That's forward to That's a fair answer. Most, yeah. <laughs> is, is getting to meet her and see like who she is, you know? Um, cause I feel her every day, but it's not, you don't have the, you know, I had been told by some women that you feel this like crazy connection with your baby when they're in your belly. And I, I feel a, a physical connection because I feel her, but I certainly do not feel like a mental connection where I'm like on the same wavelength as this baby. <laughs> I, I mean, she puts like her butt or her arm or her hand or something like pressed up against my stomach. And when I feel it, I'm literally grossed out. <laughs> like, What is that? Oh my God. You're putting something up against an my stomach. And <laughs> it's like very creepy and weird and alien like. Um, so I just want to have, her, I want to have her here and, and meet her and see who she is, you know? And yeah, of course. Um, that's what I'm looking forward to most. And also just seeing Josh as a dad and yeah. seeing him meet her and I know he will not be okay because he's already an emotional mess in general (laughs) oh for sure he's gonna be um, sobbing yes but I'm I'm just I'm looking forward to that moment most and what I'm dreading oh my gosh I don't know to be honest I don't think there's anything I'm really dreading I know that sounds so lame I would say I'm not dreading it, but I'm probably most intimidated by it is breastfeeding because I really Mm. want to be able to breastfeed, but you just never know. Like, you know, you just don't know how it's going to work for you and and your baby. And if you're going to both be, if you're both going to be working together and, you know, I think that's, I've heard that that's a very challenging part of having a newborn, Um, so I'd say I'm not dreading it at all. I really am excited for it. I just am very intimidated by the process and I'm really just hoping that I have an easy time. Oh, of course. And I think it's so interesting too, that like the recurring theme throughout this entire conversation is just how like open-minded and relaxed you are, which I think is so interesting because I think that your body like is giving you what you need during this pandemic pregnancy. And clearly it's like pumping you full of like, peace and just a complete relaxed like it's literally putting you in the most optimal state to just be very pleasantly surprised by everything by everything that happens which is amazing absolutely like she's it's it's like she's giving you the hormones to like chill you the fuck out like that is amazing (laughs) totally I know it is wild I mean I think there are a lot of women who feel 
like this heavy weight of being pregnant in a pandemic, but I don't, I think what I've learned for myself is just how to make it work for me instead of working and fighting against what's happening, because I noticed that is actually what gives me more stress. If I, if I sort of fight the reality. And so I, I'll, I've totally made it, I think I've made it work for me rather than against me. And so I, I although, you know, this year has been very tough, like financially, as far as, you know, losing out on some work and then Josh's show not getting picked up for a second season. Like those were all unexpected things. We were sort of like on the up and up and then things changed and now we're here. And initially I was very stressed when I found out I was pregnant and then Josh wasn't, you know, the show wasn't getting picked up for a second season. Um, I felt this weight of like, Oh my God, it it's like, I'm responsible for taking care of us. I'm responsible. Like, you know, which isn't, the case, but you do, I, I did initially go through like, uh, wait, so I'm pregnant. I'm working my butt off. I'm having to, you know, go to work every day. And then also, oh, wait, I'm having a baby and I'm supposed to like take time off. That's not going to (laughs) happen. You know, right? we had, you know, you just sort of have to pivot. Like we had planned to move, but when all of this happened, we decided like, okay, that's not something that we can, that we can, afford right now. And then, you know, we also have a baby coming. So it's just a lot of change at one time. Mm -hmm. And I just realized like, okay, we have to kind of pivot our plan and that's okay. And so many people are having to do the same thing. And we're very lucky that we are comfortable in a great place that, you know, that we like living that is totally affordable where we can still you know, have savings and be able to, you know, fall back on something if, if worst case something happened, you know? Um, so I think I just have learned to like make, and you know, I granted it's like nine months later. So (laughs) this is, I've obviously had to learn this in a little bit of time, but, um, (laughs) yeah, I think I've just sort of made it work for me rather than fighting it. And I, I have, I've kind of loved it. I mean, in a weird way, I think this is exactly what I personally needed. Like I'm such a homebody. So I already love being home. The quarantine part is easy. (laughs) Right. Um, But it's weird. I really thought when I found out I was pregnant, even though we wanted to be pregnant, I was like, this could not be a worse time. Um, And all those things started sort of like eating away at me. Like how, what is life going to be like post pandemic, let alone with a baby. Like what is, what did we do? You know, I was like, (laughs) what did, what did we do? Um, but, but now looking back, I'm like, wow, I really think this was the best thing for us in this time because it not only like challenged me to see things differently, but also I've really relaxed and, and made kind of made the best of it in a way. Like it's, you know, it's made it. me realize the people that I do want to spend time with when we can socialize mm-hmm. and then, you know, the things that are important to me. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's been so such a purging the year. Pregnancy. Yes. Like oh purging, gosh, like the totally. bullshit, like purging, like the relationships that aren't like top shelf, like the stressors that aren't top shelf, yes. like 
all that kind of like a lot of the, and for me, I'm speaking for myself. I'm not saying this for you too, but it sounds like you can relate. And I think a lot of people can too. Like it's purged a lot of like my pettiness, like petty shit that I've been worried about. Like, Oh, like, you know, I don't like, I, you know, just like the dumb shit. And like now after 2020, we're all like, Oh yeah, no, I don't care about that anymore. (laughs) Totally. It has, it has, there are some like amazing blessings in it. And I've chosen to see this year that way rather than go the other way, which is very easy to do. Totally. Um, So yeah, I, I think I've, you know, kind of tried to make the year work for me and for my pregnancy. And um, it hasn't been, I haven't, you know, felt the intense stress that I was feeling months ago. Yeah. Um, Just because I realized like what's important and that is, you know, keeping my body and my mind healthy for my baby. I love it. And I know that we talked about a little bit of this um, off mic, but I wanted you to just touch briefly on, you know, I know that you, well, we know that your dad is looking over you so happily from above. And I know that you have some thoughts on this. So I want, if you're comfortable, you can touch on that a little bit. And then also just how, how has that changed your approach to parenting? Yeah. Um, so my dad passed away when I was 11 of cancer and I, it's so funny. I have always been a pretty spiritual person. Not, not, I wasn't raised religious by any means, but, um, very spiritual. I always believe that like, you know, I believe in ghosts. I believe in, um, I believe in like, you know, energies or reincarnation and all of those things. So, um, for years I've always been randomly like visited by butterflies and insects. And so I have always just chosen to believe that's my dad. And it always comes at times that are like really big moments in my life. Like right before my wedding, I, I saw monarch butterflies nonstop, like in, in Hollywood, you know, who sees a butterfly like on sunset Boulevard, you know, walking down the street. I love it. Um, and then I came home the next day and there was a butterfly on my mailbox, just chilling out. And I'm like, Oh my God. And even my sisters, you know, we all, we all sort of agree, um, and feel the same way about it. But my sister's like, it's so wild. Like this butterfly is circling your head. And it was right before my wedding and like would not, it was almost like, you know, when you have a fly and you're like, get away, yeah, get away from me. Um, so I, it's, I, I just would get visited by these butterflies and, uh, it's always just made me feel like, I don't know. It's brought me so much joy to know like, okay, that's, that is my dad telling me everything's going to be okay in my, in the moments where I'm the most stressed, um, or like wound tight, you know, where it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, it's going to be okay. And you can relax. Um, and then when I was pregnant, same thing, when I found out I was pregnant, like a few weeks later, I, you know, same thing again, this butterfly. And I was like, it just gives me this calming feeling of like, okay, everything's going to be okay. Dad's checking in on me. (laughs) We're all good. Um, so it is nice to still feel connected that way, just because, you know, 11 is very young and the longer, you know, time passes, the more you feel like you should have healed by now, like, oh, I should be over that because it's been so long, you know, but it's just not something you ever, you just, you never 
get over it. There's nothing, I mean, you can't, there's nothing to get over. It's just a loss that is so, it's so heavy and grand that you will, you know, it's something you experience forever. And I think I tried to, or I thought that I needed to sort of get past it at a certain point in my life. Um, And I, now I've just embraced that I won't. And it's actually made me a more, um, I don't know. It's made me more like, it's given me like this sense of calm that it's something I know I'll always live with. um, And that's okay. Like it's something I'll never forget, but I don't want to. Yeah. Um, So with that, I, you know, bringing that into parenting, I, at a young age, after losing my dad, I had, you know, issues with feeling abandoned because I felt like my parents didn't share with me the real truth of, you know, how soon my dad would pass. And so I felt like my family abandoned me and didn't tell me the truth when I should, and they should have been honest when in reality at 11 years old, they were protecting me. Like there's, you know, how there's no way you can tell a child like your dad's going to probably die tomorrow. (laughs) You know, I mean, there's not an easy way to, to handle it. So I know that they handled it the right way at the time. Um, but that was certainly something I had to get through with therapy and, you know, talking, you know, talking it out with my family. Um, but because of that, it's made me much more of a communicator with how I am feeling. So I think something that's really important with, you know, how I think I might approach parenting myself is just making sure I'm always communicating and talking about, you know, our feelings together because Josh and I do that really well, but, um, you know, there is, there's a fine line between either sharing too much and then sheltering your children too much to where when they go out into the real world in school, they learn things from their friends. And then it's like, they come home and have all these questions. And I always knew about death at a very young age. I always understood it because of losing my father. So I think that's something that's really important to talk openly about um, with, with your kids. And so I think that's something that, will obviously transfer into my, you know, my parenting is just being super open and, and honest and, and communicate with my child about feelings, whether it's abandonment or, you know, fears of something or whatever it is. I want my child to feel safe in coming to me and saying like, Hey, I want you to be honest with me about what's going on with this, that, or the other, um, right. Rather than feeling like we're hiding something from her. Yeah. I love that. That's really, really moving. And I, I love also how that again, like with, we do have like a weird thing in society where it's like, okay, like, are you done grieving yet? Because I want things to get back to normal. And it's like, well, that's not really a thing. And once again, it's like, you're just, it's like, I'm like, I'm learning so much about this because it's like you, showing how continuously working against something and then finally just working with it, like how much smoother and more beautiful and more open life can be, which is such a good takeaway for everybody. I love that so much. 
Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, exactly. I felt like, okay, there was like a time, like a deadline for grieving. (laughs) And I realized like, wait, I'll always grieve the loss of my father, but I, I carry it with me now in a more positive way, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I love that so much. Okay. So final question. What, and I put this in quotes because this isn't really a thing, but I know that you know what I mean. What roles <laughs> do you think you and Joshi are going to bring to the table as parents? Like, who do you think is going to be good cop, bad cop? Like, what do you think that's going to look like? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so tough. Um, but I would say like Josh is definitely convinced that he is going to be a total sucker and she's just going to like have him wrapped around her <laughs> finger and and he's going to like give her everything she ever wants, um, which I think is somewhat true. But I also think he will actually be more of the disciplinarian than maybe me. Um, but it's so hard to know until you're in the position. But I, I do think... He's much more strict on structure. I mean, that's how he was raised. He was raised with more structure, like, you know, strict structure than than I was. So I think he will definitely, like, step in discipline when it's needed. I think we both might do it. You know, I think we both might be, like, equal parts. But I was raised to, you know, be very, like, compassionate, have empathy for other, you know, for others and show gratitude no matter what. And, you know, my mom is a very free spirit and we would like come home from school and go outside and play for hours until it was dark and then come in and do our homework and eat dinner. Whereas Josh would like get home from school and he would have a routine. Like you have to do your homework before anything else. Whereas in my family, it was like, do it later. Go use your imagination and flow freely outside in the winds with the horses, you know? That's amazing. I'm so jealous. (laughs) It was very, yeah, it was very different. And both, both I think are amazing ways to raise a family. But I, I think for us, we will probably mix equal parts of the free spirit, um, sort of like, you know, Free spirit, it's, it's California be a vibes swirl. with like yeah. East Coast strict structure vibes. So I, I hope we can create a good mix. And I think that he, um, I think he will be definitely more structured as far as like, you know, education is really important to both of us and manners are really important to both of us. And, you know, the please and thank yous, the look both ways, like right. those sort of, I always want my my child to say please and thank you and never have to be asked. Like that is such a huge thing for, for both of us. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. It's funny. I think as much as Josh thinks he thinks he's going to be like a total mush when it comes to our daughter, I think that we will both sort of equally parent where we're both a little mushy and both a little strict. I totally see that. Like, I feel like you guys are weirdly going to be like really 50, 50 on a lot of stuff, which I think is really rare. I'm, I'm really excited to see, I mean her first of all, but also just, I think it's going to be really, really awesome. Like I'm like, she has two fucking awesome parents. Like she's going to be the baddest bitch around. I'm so excited. I mean, I hope so. It's one of, it's like, you don't know till you're in it. And then, I mean, I was even having this conversation 
conversation with my sister because I'm like, oh my gosh, my sister said, I really hope if my kids are weird that you'll be honest and tell me, like, please tell me (laughs) if my kids are weird. Like if you ever just don't want to hang out with them, tell me you don't want to hang out with them. Like that's bad. I need to know if they're weird. You just have like some weird, like, oh my gosh, Dwight Schrute Like I would... Like I would want someone to tell me my kids are weird and they don't like being around them. And I, I certainly hope that I will not end up in that situation, but it's so, it's, it's so tough to know how you'll like, you know, how you'll get through parenting when you've never done it before. So, um, yeah, it might just be too cool. cool. Like you guys are both like super attractive, super fun to be around. So it's like, maybe they're going to cancel each other out and you have some dud. Like you never know, like (laughs) fingers crossed. Oh my God. Totally (laughs) true. I don't know what I'm going to have. I hope she's not a gremlin. I mean, I, of course, even (laughs) if she is a gremlin, I will think she's the cutest thing ever. So that's really all that matters. But that's the other thing. Like everyone's like so cute when really you're like, okay, this newborn looks like a gushy alien. She's not really that cute. The parents will always think, always think they are. I want my friends to be like, your kid's not that cute. <laughs> I, I want to know the truth. I let's, we need honesty here. <laughs> I love that so much, but I will go on the record saying, I promise you she's going to be extraordinarily fun and smart and compassionate, just like the two of you and the world needs her so badly because times are oh, rough out there. You. I can't wait. I mean, oh, I just, gosh, they are, I this know. is so, I'm so excited for you guys. And I'm so excited uh, for me for like a small friend and I am just very, thank you so much for bringing your vulnerability and your insight about all of this. Again, you're my very first uh, preggers lady and I respect the shit out of that. And I think it's amazing and you are amazing. And do you have any um, picks of the day that you want to share with the peoples? Okay. My picks of the day. Well, first, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Of course. Um, And it's just so nice to have, to have a little bit of like, you know, connection in a time like this, but also just, you know, I'm so excited that not only do, am I surrounded by amazing, you know, friends and, you know, women, but, um, when our baby is here, she will also have an amazing badass, um, auntie to look up to. So I am so (laughs) thrilled to, for days when I get to, when we get to drop her off with you and Ken. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She like comes home with like a tarot deck and black hair and you're like, okay, great. Oh my God. I hope so. (laughs) Uh, That would be awesome. I know. Um, so, okay. Now picks of the day. I'm so boring. I'm just going to preface this (laughs) saying I'm so boring, but okay. Um, I've, we've been watching the undoing on HBO, which at first I was really not into because I was like, oh, this is too cerebral for me. Like I've got to like think too much while I watch it. Then there's a murder and I love murders not in real life. Like I'm not really, I don't support murdering, but, um, I, now I'm like super into, (laughs) cause I've been wanting to watch this. Oh, wait, so you haven't seen it? No, I haven't, but I really wanted to, but I didn't know that there was a murder. Like, I just thought it was kind of like a family drama, but with the cast, I was like, oh, I got to check it out. So, so keep going. This is great. I want to know. So you're liking it now? Yeah. So I'm loving it now. There is a murder mystery. So I am like, <gasps> so into it. Um, so that would be one thing I would suggest if Love it. anyone wants something new to watch. Um, also Queen's Gambit. I know that's like a show that everyone's talking about and most people have watched, but I just started it and 
I really like it. So it's exciting to have something else, something new to watch. Cause let's face it. I've been watching gossip girl for the last two months and I, <laughs> I can't even put that in the pick of the day. Okay. Like I won't even do that to anybody. Um, and then, uh, Ooh, okay. This is, this is going to like a, probably a little TMI, but I'm going to do it because we talked so much about pregnancy. I have been seeing a physical therapist to like strengthen for, um, for labor because I, I, I just basically want her to slip out so that it's really easy, <laughs> but I, I did not realize that you can do that. Like I didn't realize that there were physical therapists that specialize in like, pelvic floor. So this is all a whole new world for me, but, um, it's made me learn. I mean, I've learned so much about my body and how labor is going to work and it has been mind blowing and also so beneficial. So I'm going to say to any ladies out there, even if you're not pregnant, you just want to strengthen up those, that pelvic floor. Oh, for sure. Um, physical therapy. I go to a place, um, in Highland park called Modi, but which is local obviously to LA. But, um, I would say like, that was probably the best thing I could have started during pregnancy is physical therapy to strengthen all that stuff that's going on. Down I mean, there. that I would have <laughs> so never that, thought that was a thing. That's so genius. I know, but I am already feeling like, uh, sounds so weird. I'm already feeling strong, but like I do, <laughs> your vagina is just down there like pumping fifties. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like it's a little personal. It gets a little personal. You know, they like stare right up into your body and you're like, Oh wow, you're going to watch me flex my muscle. Cool. But, um, <laughs> but it's so interesting and it is, it does, it actually, this is like so sick. And I'm, I don't know if many women feel this way, but I'm sure they do. Um, I feel like excited for labor <laughs> for some reason. I'm well, like, and you should. yes, bring it on. Um, and I did not feel that way before physical therapy. So that is my major pick of the week. You're going um, to like vagina Olympics. I, uh, totally. I'm going to be lifting weights in no time. <laughs> You're going to be like lifting like your moving boxes with like a yoni egg like attached to the box. Oh like. my God. <laughs> totally. I'm, yes. I mean, I certainly hope so. I hope I'm not strong. Josh is going to be like, what is going on? Um, <laughs> but anything to make, anything to make childbirth easier. I'm totally into. Um, oh, of course. Gosh, what else? Oh, my other pick of the week. Okay, this is my last one. And I'm honestly ashamed to say this, but my Christmas tree's already up. (laughs) (laughs) It cannot be a pick of the week. Like put your Christmas tree up. That's absolutely a pick of the week. It brings me so much joy and also makes me feel like I'm slightly closer to having the baby because like, you know, I normally wouldn't put my Christmas tree up until like December, but here we are middle of November and in 2020 I you do whatever the fuck you want it. You're like, I know I mean 2020 is like whatever I feel like anything goes I'm I will say I don't think I'm going to be putting my tree up in November every year but like uh, we're just doing it look if you want to do vag push-ups and put up a Christmas tree you do what you damn well please <laughs> and I support I you <laughs> oh thank you um but yeah I oh my gosh my my, my picks of the week are kind of boring because my life these days is kind of boring, but, um, oh yeah, I'm so I sorry. It's boring that. as you're just over there, you know, creating a soul, you know, real, how dare you be boring? <laughs> 
I know, but it is, it, it's so true. I, I literally have, everyone says that like you're creating a life and that's so amazing. It is amazing, but I'm not doing much of the work here. Like my body is, but I feel like I don't have much control over my body. So I'm kind of like, you know, I'm just chilling out. Meanwhile, my body is like, you know, working on overtime to, to keep this little gremlin baby bunny child, you know, gremlin baby bunny, you know, I know. And, um, well, this is a perfect, I, no, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I'm done. I, that was my pick of the week. (laughs) That was my, everybody's going to think that we're so like, we've never met each other before this episode because of that fucking delay. (laughs) It's like, no, 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 no. After you, sorry. (laughs) Like first date. I know. Well, I was going to say, it's the perfect. Sorry. I did. So I did a quick tarot spread for you. It's three cards. And okay. I pulled, uh, this is one that I do a lot on this show. And I thought, obviously this would be perfect for you. Cause I know that you're like witchy and spiritual, but also there's a lot going on, uh, physically while well, emotionally, blah, blah. So it's just a body, mind and spirit pull, which just means just, a th- it's just three cards. The first card, um, is going to provide insight about your body. The second about your mind and the third about your spirit. So I did it before, okay. uh, like right before we hopped on because I kind of like get centered and like focus in and it's not interesting to do live on a podcast. So that's why I do it ahead of time. So, and I do, um, do you know a lot about tarot? Like, are you familiar with like the deck? A little bit. Yes. Like okay. I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm definitely not, not a professional with it. Like I, but I, but yes, I know a little bit. Okay, cool. Cause I, cause we've never done, I've never done um, a poll for you before. So I, no. so I'm going to go ahead and tell it to you, but I just, there's, I know you're going to freak okay. out, but I'm going to explain why you don't need to freak out. So for your body card, okay, okay. you got the devil. Now I realize how that sounds, <laughs> <laughs> but I want to explain because I know that people who don't know like tarot, oh, like very, very well, which I wouldn't even consider myself to do that. Like, it's just something that I really love and, and find a lot of fun and insight from, but the devil, it's not at okay. all like satanic or evil. It's actually like the horned God in paganism, which actually has a lot of sexual overtones, which actually makes quite a bit of sense oh. because you've been raw dogging it. And it's also inverted, which means that we <laughs> yep. pulled it, that we, that he, um, that he came up upside down. So this actually is an extremely, I felt that this was a very straightforward read that it's like, cause it's your body card and you're feeling upside down. You're feeling maybe a little bit out of control. You might be feeling even a little bit trapped, which I know can sound negative, but that's not the case. Cause there's on the devil card, there's two, there's a man and the woman at the bottom of the picture. And I'll text you a picture of these and I'll post it on the socials as well. Okay. But it's like they each have um, like a Mm -hmm. chain around their neck, but it's a very loose chain. So it's interesting because it speaks more to like self-inflicted limitations. Like the perceptions are that we're feeling a certain way, but it's, it's more so just like upside down because you might be feeling a little upside down. You might be feeling a little bit out of control just because there's all this new stuff happening in your body. But this card also encourages a lot of inner work to evaluate those feelings and address them, which is basically what you're already doing because you're already saying like, I'm going with the flow. I'm not working against it. I'm relaxing. I'm taking care of myself. So this is totally in line with what you're already doing because things feel a little upside down, but you're fine, which is exactly what that means. Yeah. So I know it sounds very intimidating. Oh my gosh, I love it. You pulled the devil. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or does it mean that I have like a little Satan in my, in my belly? <laughs> or you might be giving birth to the Antichrist. I mean, you know, TBD. <laughs> no, oh my God. That's no, so good. Not okay, at all. It's it. very good. So it's a very, it's not even like 
a good or bad card. It's just very kind of factual. It's like, yeah, this is the, the spread is okay. body, mind, spirit, first card, body card, the devil inverted. It's like, yeah, you're building life. Like things feel a little crazy right now. So it makes total sense. Okay. And then for your second card, which is okay. your mind card, you got the seven of wands. So the wands suit is very much, it's a very assertive, um, it's oftentimes indicative of career stuff. It's very, it's about self-expression and passion. It's a very like intense, like passionate, like yummy suit, all that kind of good stuff. And you got the seven of card okay. of wands, which is literally like the courage card. It's like you're fighting for what you believe in. You're not giving in. And this card is letting you know that you can overcome anything. And we're dealing specifically with your mind. So this can be like family relationships. This can also be work relationships. And it's saying that you have the skills needed to be diplomatic so that you can work with these people, not against them. So it's not necessarily like a bickering card. It's more like being diplomatic and taking the higher road, but still, but doing it to get what you want because your mind is like sort of setting the stage to get what you want and you're not giving in. You're like, this is what I want and this is what's happening. And it's all like very positive, whether that's like work or interpersonal or whatever. So Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. So like the courage card. And then this last card, you're going to shit your pants. So, and again, this is one of the things that when you say it, people are like, oh, well that sounds bad, but it's not at all. So again, this is your spirit card and you got the hermit card. And the reason why this blew my mind <laughs> is because the hermit is very, it's very much like inner wisdom, alone time, but it's also a lot of the times called the father card. It's like a father figure looking out for you and the figure in the picture like knows your future and he's holding up a little uh, like a like a lamp in his hands and he's lighting. It's like indicative that he's lighting the path for you. So I literally was like, oh, my God, oh, I love that. I know. So it's like it's your that spirit. So card. Cool. I know. So it's like you have guardians watching over you and you can find comfort not only in your inner work, like your intuition, and you can enjoy that inner peace, which, again, yeah. is exactly what you've been saying this whole conversation. But also just know that you have higher forces like and probably specifically a father figure, which obviously is very literal in this sense, I would say, um, yes. lighting the path and watching over you, which I thought was was extremely lovely so like contextually this that is, is a so super, nice i love that i know so it's a very straightforward read it's like physically your reality okay, is crazy like it. but it's not forever like and then the seven of wands like you have the inner and outer tools to stay calm while getting what you want but while still keeping the peace and then the last card it's like you have your intuition as well as these other guides watching over you and you can trust yourself and you can trust them which is just yummy I love it. And also let's be honest, hermit. I mean, I am a hermit these days and I'm getting a lot of alone time and I'm loving it. So yeah. Well, and it's also, I thought very perfect for like 2020 because it's like the hermit card is also very much totally. like we need to turn inward. We need to work out the kinks that we have. Like this is like the go to therapy and like yeah. do your shadow work card. So it's also perfect for 2020 because I feel like so many people I'm hearing how everybody's like, yeah, it's been a shit storm, but I'm also like kind of coming out a lot better for it in a weird way. Like there's a lot of silver linings, yes. even though it's been really tough. So, uh, so yeah, it's a great, absolutely. it's a very straightforward read. I liked it a lot. And I, I just couldn't believe that we oh, got that good. for your I spirit card. So yeah. So I know, that's so fun. I love that you do that. I know it's so fun. It's not like Reiki where I'm like professional or anything like that, but I just think, I think that wherever you can find like inner 
insight or even just stuff because anything that you pull from tarot if you don't like it you can change it it's not necessarily like future telling it's just kind of giving you like a blueprint of what's happening now it's like a snapshot in time so I love it because I feel like it gives me a lot of tools like I'll be like if I'm working on a script I'll be like okay I'm just gonna pull one card for like insight about this audition and it always like just encourages me and helps me to feel like I'm not just like talking to myself in my office which is what being an actor is 99% of the time yeah so yeah, I know, I so, know. it's a lot of fun. This was amazing. Where can the people find you plug all of your shit, your design stuff, your shows, whatever you want. Where can we follow you and oh stalk gosh. you? I, I'm, I'm a terrible at plugging myself, but, um, really the only place you can find me is just Amanda underscore Makuga at, um, on Instagram. And then I'm Mrs. Josh Makuga on Twitter, which I've been so bad about tweeting. Um, how dare you? And, I know. And then my business is nine heartwood. I'm again, so bad about posting anything, but, um, so that I would, I mean, that's even boring, um, to, to even follow, but I, my main (laughs) page is Amanda underscore Makuga. And that is where I, you know, post my life these days. And when I am posting, I will say it come, it's like far and few between because, you know, we're not doing anything. <laughs> so, um, You're like, and here are my socks uh, and here's my kitchen. Yeah, exactly. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm not one of those, like, I, I feel incredibly uncomfortable talking to myself in the phone. Um, so I'm not very good at it, but whenever Josh gets involved, I feel like we we're a better team Wee. with our Instagram content, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's where you can find me. And I am, um, I will put yeah, all that's that where I am. And, and the, and I'll put all that in the show notes for the show too. So people, you guys can all just scroll down and click on it to just, uh, pop over there and give all that stuff a follow. <gasps> oh, thanks. This was amazing. It's so nice to just have a little girl time and also have, record an episode. <laughs> so I know. thank you so much I know. for giving me so your fun. night. And I, it was so nice. Cause I truly haven't really had any like you know, deep, open conversations about pregnancy, um, you know, while being pregnant. So it's, it was so nice to just share and kind of, I, it's funny. I even realized through this conversation, like, oh, wow, I feel like really mentally stable. (laughs) Surprisingly, like, I'm like, oh, wow, I can really like, I, I actually feel really good. And this, our, our conversation just reassured me that I'm just, I'm doing all right. Oh my God. Well, I, I'm thrilled to have showed you that how amazing you're doing. Cause it's, you're inspiring all of us. <laughs> and, um, I think that that's, you know, like I keep saying a great lesson for anybody who's, who's pregnant and, and those of us who are not like great lessons to be learned all around. And again, I can't thank you enough. I'm going to stop this. So you stay on for a minute, but I'm going to stop uh, the recording. So okay. hold on. And we are back from this incredible journey I hope you're feeling uplifted. I hope if there's any mothers or mom-to-be's listening uh, or fathers or fathers-to-be, I don't know. Um, I hope that everybody got as much out of that as I did because that just left me warm and fuzzy and I adore her. And Amanda, thank you so much for being here and for being you. Oh God. So next week on a completely opposite side of the spectrum, uh, remember you guys can always email me anything you'd like to tell me. What do you, what's the, what does cheater, cheater fur feel like? What does cheater fur feel like? I'm getting come cheater. All right. What does cheetah fur feel like? There we go. 
Uh, do you have a spooky tale, a ghost story? Um, are you also pregnant? I don't know. Email me, thinkpiecing at gmail.com uh, or leave me a voicemail on the Anchor app or that website. So next week, call to action, thoughts, questions, comments, concerns about the Amityville horror case. I really, really like this case for a lot of reasons. Uh, it's just absolutely batshit, but also I really wanted to do this case for Halloween. Um, I was going to do my Halloween episode about this, uh, but then I couldn't because I was filming. And so we were dark that week. So I got kind of, I, I missed out. So we're, we're taking Halloween tales into Native American Heritage Week because I do what I want and so should you. So if you have any thoughts on that, wow, this chair is real bad. I hope you guys didn't hear that the whole entire time. Uh, but now it's too late. So I don't know. Sorry. Uh, but if you have any thoughts on that, questions about that, feel free to let me know, email me, tweet me, do all the things. Uh, cause we're going to be talking about spooky stuff, my favorite stuff. And as you can tell, uh, I've completely lost my mind. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Amanda, for being here. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends, please rate and review the show, especially on Apple podcasts. If you can't even, you know, maybe you're short on time, so you can't write a few words, just hit that fifth star. Look at that. Your thumb got a workout in and you feel good and I feel great. Do it. You can also support the show on my anchor page by going to anchor.fm slash thinkpiecing slash support. Or you can just Venmo me at Mrs. Graceface. I'm all for a Venmo. You can Ven the Mo. I hate myself. Uh, shop show merch via the link in the show's link tree bio or as I figured out last week, it's actually just also linked in the show notes because God, I'm good. And, uh, oh, also side note, the holidays are kind of, well, I guess they are here. So, um, if you want to do Reiki with me, feel free to schedule sooner rather than later, get in those because holiday travels and all that stuff. It's a little bit wonky. Um, and I'm Grace Hancock. You can follow me everywhere at Mrs. Grace face. And, uh, this is think piecing and you can follow the show everywhere at think piecing. And I will see all of you next week. Hey team, I'm Grace Hancock, and I wanted to let you know that I'm adding new designs to my Society6 shop with several on their way. If you didn't know, you can go to society6.com slash Mrs. Graceface and shop prints of my original artwork, as well as tons of other items like stationery, notebooks, mugs, throw pillows. It's a great place to shop for gifts or just for yourself, especially in my shop if you like witchy expressionism. So head to society6.com slash Mrs. Graceface and check it out.